Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Saturday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jace. And our sponsors, Mainstream Marketing, Texan Roofing, and Boyd's One Stop. All right, weather in Galveston right now, 83 down on the island. Today, a mix of clouds and sun. Stray shower or thunderstorm is possible. Those winds will still be out of the east at about 15 to 25. And then for tonight, mostly clear, low of 82. East 10 to 20, and for tomorrow, mostly sunny skies, high of 88, east winds 15 to 25. And looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel tide predictions with that full moon. Man, what a moon. Uh, We have a high coming up at the Galveston Channel at 5.06 a.m., and it's like a 1.6 coming off a low last night of an 0.9. Then our low tide's at 11.21 a.m., it's an 0.5. And then a high tonight at 6.29 p.m. It's a 1.9 current conditions. All right, right now, the buoy offshore is showing an east wind at 18, gusting to 22. Barometric pressure, 29.93 inches. It's 86 degrees. The water temp out there with 84-degree air temperature. And at the Galveston Channel, it's 84 degrees with 87-degree water. East-southeast, 10 to 16. And at Eagle Point, it's 86 degrees with 85-degree water, east-southeast, 15 to 18 miles per hour. So barometric pressure is holding steady at all stations. But that's where we're at. All right, well, let's get to the phone lines. We're going to start off this morning with uh, the fish dude, Richard Tosh up at Lake Conroe. Good morning, Richard. How are you, buddy? You know I'm good, Mickey. How about yourself? Oh, I couldn't be better, man. Astro good deal, pulled good out deal. another one last night, a little squeaker there in the ninth, but we got it done, and here we go. There you go, there you go. Hopefully, hopefully they just, they keep it up for what they got left. They ain't got but a couple of games left, but uh, today and tomorrow, uh, that's it. That's it. You know, that's they don't need to lose nothing. I know it's getting it's getting scary now. Well, the, <laughs> but I mean, the Mariners could, beat the Rangers, so we're one one game away from uh, tying for the division lead. So we need to just well, go ahead and sweep Arizona if we can do it. We need to do it. 
I heard that. You Win know it can happen. That's it. You got you got to go for go for broke, right? There ain't no doubt. But I tell you what, I snuck off from over in Lano this morning. Oh, really? You hit <laughs> yeah. out, huh? Well, I, I'm already over here. I said, my dad called and said, hey, we got an inch and a half of rain over here. We're going to plant oats. We need to plant it. So that's what, what I've been doing, planting oats and building deer stands. So that's that's that was yesterday. Take and then, care and of that today is that's it. That's it. Well, that's therapy. That's what it is. It's therapy. Okay. So today I'll add some more therapy to it. Dump corn in the feeders. <laughs> Ain't no doubt. But we we were fishing Thursday though, and it's them bass. They were doing pretty dang decent. It kind of surprised me, you know. Did you call some got, bass? Huh? We caught a few. Nothing. Nothing real. Nothing to brag about. You know. I had, had one about a pound and a half and had another about three pounds and had a couple of them blow up on stuff, but because it started off in that grass and, uh, it started off with, I, I said, all right, we're all going to do something different. I said, here you go. Here's your frog. There you go. Here's your buzz bait. And I took me a little shad assassin and I thought, man, this bait activity is everywhere. It's, they're going to be blowing up on that buzz bait like crazy. Now I got the only thing. Only thing going in that grass was with, on that shad assassin. So, mm-hmm. took that rice, took it out there and and, uh, and made it. it used like a four out wide gap hook. Made me a little miniature leader and and put me a barrel swivel on there and chucked it out there with just like that with no weight and just jerking it across the top of that grass and they they come out of there and they'd blow up on it. Well, it's it's fun to watch, but man, it really surprised me they wouldn't hit a buzz bait or even that frog. I couldn't get them to touch the dang thing. But huh. that, that was weird because, I mean, there was so much activity in that grass. Bait, along with the fish, you could see the fish working it and all kinds of stuff. But I just didn't, for some reason, they just didn't want a topwater bait. They wanted that, like that shadow size and the way I rig it up. If you work it fast, it's a topwater bait. But you slow it down, you know, you throw it out, you got to let it settle. You use up and throwing it right on top of the grass anyway. So you throw it right on top of the grass, and you kind of twitch it like a jerk bait. And it'll work out to the edges, and those falls into those edge, it hits the edges or the edge of a hole or a little pocket there. Just let it fall out of sight, and then yeah. twitch it a couple more times. And uh, they, just, they were they were really after it, you know. I just I made it may need to change colors or something, but because I had, did have a couple of them that just swatted at it, you know. But but that's all right. And let me know they were in there, you know. And it was, I finally found a spot that had some decent ones in that grass. Because uh, I've been searching that grass for three years now. And it's the, every place I keep looking, keep finding little ones. So found, I did finally find some keepers in it. So that was a good thing. Now, you know, that grass is only about maybe a foot and a half, two foot deep in there. So I'm about to go in it and try, try punching it with some big worms or even a jig here for long. Just to see. You know, even though it's not very deep, I like like dropping the bigger baits in there. But but then we moved down on some offshore stuff and caught the next one on the drop shot on the little tapper. So it's like, hey, you got to be kidding me. You go, I, and out there, I was. I had everybody chunking different. Carolina rig, had the drop shot, and had a big, you know, big 11-inch worm out there. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, we're staying, staying out there on all the, bottom structure as much as possible and drop shot was the only thing to pick one up off on the offshore stuff now the carolina rig got a couple of bites but no no takers you know right so that's that's just the way that was and then 
then after I got through with all that, jumped in the truck and headed over here and uh, got, you know, Daddy already plowed the fields last week, so yesterday dumped, uh, dumped 300 pounds of oats out there. And so we'll see what it does. It looks like here in a couple of weeks anyway. Well, so, you just assured that area that you're not going to get any more rain for the rest of the year since planting. I oats. know. Isn't that horrible? <laughs> hey, that's how horrible. many times have you seen that happen, man? That's just, Man, it's, it's happened so many it's times. It's kind of like going uh, having your truck detailed, washed and waxed and all that. And, hey, yep. you bring that rain with fly, it, man. But... Let's destroy it. <laughs> I guarantee you it happens every oh, time, Lord. doesn't it? I mean, it just amazes me. But they are. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of the things they are calling for a little bit of rain here midweek. So it's all it needs is just a little bit because yesterday, whenever. Yeah, we I actually had a, a cool front coming. Yeah, it's a good thing. They're, they're like calling it. it a cold front, but it's a cool front. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's kind of like that last one says. You just talk about that east wind down there. There ain't, there ain't hardly there ain't a speck of wind up here right now. Yeah, we got I mean, uh, east and wind. And that east wind feels so good. Yesterday it wasn't even hot. I mean, it was. Just, no, no. The air smells it's, better. It's just it's. It, it takes that humidity out. Well, it's, yeah, it does. It was really nice. Very nice. This, I guarantee. And then that's like over here. It's hot. It's still hot over here, even though it's oh, like yeah. right now. I mean, it's gorgeous out here. You got that full moon going. I just looked up, seen one of them shooting stars. It's like goodness. Got everything going on out here. No clouds, though. But I can see out here in this pasture. I, I'm really surprised they ain't spotted no deer out there yet because they use about 15. Boy, how bright is that moon the up there, out there this morning? Man, that moon is bright, well, isn't it? It is. I, I can see a good half mile right now for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's, you don't need a flashlight. That's, and, I mean, you can, if you cut a flashlight on, you'd make it where it's harder to see, I think. Well, next like week, right. uh, our rain chances start going up about Tuesday with a southeast Good. wind at about 20 as that front comes this way. And then Wednesday, the rain chances pick up to about 40%, and then Thursday, 60%. So maybe we'll get, some good, get you a good little inch or two of rain out of this front line. Yeah, Hopefully. I hear you. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, though, out here in this – out here in the hill country, it doesn't take a whole lot to green everything up, and this this ground pretty it retains moisture pretty good. So, it's uh, I'm expecting a good crop of oats out of that out of that batch that I planted because it's like I say it's it's nice and moist right now. You can feel a little a little bit of humidity in there out here this morning, but it's uh, you know, and if they call for a little bit more, that'd just be a bonus. So it's. It ought to be great out, out here. I, you know, I know everybody throughout the state needs some rain because it's that little bit we got last week and, and week before, that just wasn't enough to hardly do nothing. But it is making the grass get green yeah. again. So hopefully that fire threat's gone way down. That's that's one of the biggest things because them dang wildfires taking off everywhere. Yeah, and we're getting the time of year yeah. we'll start pulling some winds, you know. Before these fronts, yep, you know, the suck and blow effect. And, uh, boy, we don't need no light so I can tell you that with the wind mm-hmm. coming up. No, sir, especially that dry north wind. If you get a good dry north wind, boy, it'll, it'll make everything nice, nice and well, crisp. That's what we're going to have towards the end of the week. It's going to be north, <laughs> uh, you know, Thursday as that front pulls through. And then north at 20 Friday, 15 Saturday, north at 10 Sunday. 
Monday morning northeast at 10 with a low of 61 and a high of 83. There you go. Man, man, that's great. I, I love that. That sounds good. Though. And you may have to break out a light jacket, a jacket for a boat ride, I, man. I guarantee you. That's like, that's like uh, Thursday morning got out there. And it was a little cool out there in the morning, but, man, it sure heated up quick. Yeah. That wind did. died off. Little little teasers, <laughs> morning teasers. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, boy, it felt great because we was running out across there and I thought, man, this, this is just almost jacket weather. And then, boy, it wasn't an hour and a half later. It's like, who turned on the heater? Only in Texas. Somebody, I guarantee you, boy, it's just like, man, this is this is done got ridiculous because that wind, that wind went, and that sweat went to pouring. Yes. Nothing you could stop it either. And it, but it was it was fun out there, you know. That's that's the main thing, and and it, you know, as I started noticing that, that, that people are crazy, as they said, hey, he's back. The you think? Fish better look. <laughs> Yeah, they post on that Facebook post on me. Says he's back fish, you better watch out. So it's like, okay, okay, everybody thinks I'm gonna get them. I hope I do. There ain't no doubt. I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed. I catch all these, all them dang fish I can catch because it's. I love this fall time of year. You know, not, not right now, but here in a couple of weeks after it really starts cooling down, because them rascals are gonna start getting aggressive and start fattening up for the winter. So. Is start catching some pretty big fish here within the next month and a half or so because they're going to be forging on everything they can. You know, hopefully, hopefully the dying weather cools down enough. And I'd really like to see the water temperature drop into the into the fifties or something like that. But I don't yeah, know. So that's going to be a while. <laughs> I know. I know. It's been. It's come on water. November December. Exactly. The other day that water temp was was eighty six. So it's got a long. A long ways to go. It does. It, uh, it's got a while. I just hope we yep. don't. I hate it when those fronts come in and drop it 15 degrees or whatever, and then the fish kind of get. Yeah, they go in a shock. kind of messes them up, man. And, yeah, uh, that high pressure just really messes with them that way. It's, you know, you talk about that high pressure like that. It's, you know, one of the things I've kind of figured out about the, the high pressure, people say, why does it affect fish that way? Well, you got to think about that high pressure. It's compressing the earth. So, as it starts compressing the earth, the fish live in water, so it's squeezing them. And as well, it, it starts to squeeze them. You notice it when you're wearing waders, you know, in the winter when we're fishing wearing waders. You can feel, when you're wading in high pressure, you can feel it squeezing against your legs. Yeah, It's not yep. bad, I mean, but you can tell the difference. And in the low, low barometer, you know, your, your waders right. get loose and baggy. You don't feel that, so. You know, that's that's what's crazy. Like, you know, that's a really good example there because it's, uh, you know, like I say, I've told people all along, I said, those fish live in that water, it's compressing them. So as they, what it does is, is as it compresses them, it makes them feel like they're full. Right. So when you take that pressure off, then boom, they're hungry. They want to eat. But then the other ways, you know, like hybrids, what I've noticed about them is they just adjust. They'll say they're running 20 foot deep. All week long, all of a sudden, you get a cold front come in, they'll move up to 15, relieve that pressure by moving up right. in the water column. So and they just change positions in the water column. So it's it's a neat thing whenever you kind of figure out that's what they do and, and stuff like no that, doubt. you know. All right, just, buddy, let me knock this break out. I'll come right back to you, man. Hang with me. Right. I'll be right back. All right, you're listening to The Outdoor Show. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 418 here in the Bayou City. Let's go back and talk some more with Richard. All right, Richard, we're back. And it's, opening, right, morning. it's opening morning of bow season, too. Stick I know, string, that's what's baby. horrible. Stick and string. I, that's one thing I didn't bring, and I didn't bring my dang bow, but that's all right. <laughs> I don't want to sit up there right now anyway. I've been doing too much work out here in this field. But no, it's, I uh, wouldn't want to be sitting up in a tree in this hot weather. No, well, in the no, mornings it's fine, but you know, a lot of bow yeah, hunters will stay in that tree all day long. Yeah, I know it. I know it. I tell you what, that's that's one of the things that I could have I, I could have went to Arkansas though. It's cooler up there. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing because that's that's what I could have went up there and went hunting. That's I didn't think about that, but, but that's all right. I need to get me a crossbow anymore. I think I'm getting in the old age category. Nothing wrong almost. with that. Not a no, thing wrong with it. No, either that or drop down on my. I'm a bow poundage anyway, because I guarantee you, it's uh, pulling that 70 pounds is hard to do anymore. <laughs> I mean, good night. It's uh, I started thinking, man, what are you doing pulling that hard? Years years ago, I'd pull 80 pounds on a bow, and it's like good night. And then you know, thinking the harder, the better. But no, you drop that thing down there. As long as you're over, I think the legal poundage is 45 pounds. So as long as you're over 45 pounds, you ought to be yeah, all right. Shot locations, it man. Yeah, that's, like that's deer, the main thing. Deer hunting. I mean, you, I've seen more deer kill with a two forty three than just about any other rifle. You just got to put it in the old pump house, man. I guarantee you that that two forty three is a bad rascal. I mean, that's what I started off with. That's what both my kids started off with, and I got I got one. I know out grown here. men that still shoot them. You know, I guarantee just, uh, you. I, mean, I see. That's I I got one out in the case right now, but I use it mainly for coyote hunting. That's the thing. I use that. I use that 243 mainly for coyotes because it's a tack driver. I mean, that sucker. You can you can put one bullet inside the next bullet every time you pull the trigger. Bad, as, long as, as long as you're steady enough. I mean, that's that's one of the main things right there. Because as you know, I, I I'm real particular when it comes to weapons. Because my uncle had passed away a few years ago. He actually got one of those national bench rest titles. Years and years ago, I don't even remember what year, but it was a long time ago. And so he really got me into reloading and stuff like that. And the particulars about how bullets fly, you know, when you get out there and start 
start kind of studying it, just like hunt, you know, fishing or anything else. You start studying, you start figuring out, man, this this is pretty simple, you know. It's it's just it, the way a bullet flies is not a straight line. People think, man, it goes a straight line. No, it's a big arch, you know. So, and and what's what always fascinated me is usually if you're if you're on it 25 yards, you're on it 200. I mean, that's because that's the way that arch flies. It goes, when you squeeze that trigger, that bullet rises, and then it, it'll drop back in. But it, at 25 yards, it's flat. At 200, it's normally flat. And that's that's just that's amazing how it does that. So it puts you, like with a 243, if you're dead on at 25 and dead on at 200, you use about an inch and a half, inch and a half to inch and three quarters high at, at 100 yards. At 100, right. Yeah, so that's, I mean, you just adjust off of that, you know, and that's, I always try to set mine up to where I'm, I'm zeroed at 100 because out here in Lano, typically our, our longest shot's going to be 300 yards. You know, you're I not always, have... I always look at, you know, the kill zones that you got a pie plate size target that you're yep, aiming yep. for, and you put it inside, inside that, you're, you're going to, 99 pretty much sure you're going to, you're going to take your game, you're going to knock it down. That's exactly right. You know, my problem is I got to where I was, uh, you know, years ago I used to shoot at that pump house and I, I changed up. I said, you know, if I'm going to start shooting neck shots just because I don't want to chase it. It may not run 10 yards. Well, but I that's don't a mistake a lot of people make with a rifle. They think you're going to, you know, hit behind the shoulder. And yeah. a, lot, a lot of times that's why they're deer run. That's where the, that's where the bow shot is because they have to go in there. And hopefully right. they got a quarter and away angle where they can take it all the way through, get lungs and heart with a broadhead. But uh, you know, hunting South Texas, we we've talked about this numerous times around a fire. There's no better shot than let the deer square up and put it through his shoulders. You're not wasting yep. five pounds of damn meat. Everybody goes, man, no. what about that? That's shoulder meat. That's not even. I mean, that's yeah. nothing. Yeah, it's, but your deer's laying there. right there where you shot at it. You break them down that, and shoot right through their shoulders, and they're going down. They're not. They're not exactly. going to run on you. No, that's the thing. You know, you know, that's a, a lot of it has to do with bullets. So you know, a lot of people like shooting a fast bullet. I, I'll reload mine to slow them down because it's it's. Well, I shoot. A, I, I shoot a rocket ship when I shoot that two fifty seven Weatherby. It's fast, and I. Well, yeah. I ain't had a deer move anywhere. I mean, you you go through, you, you hit him where you're aiming. That deer's going right. straight down, and he's, that's the end of it. It's over and done with. Uh, oh, I hear you. I mean, it's, the thing is, it's, the way I look at it, a slower bullet is kind of like in boxing terms. It's a faster bullet. Well, if you've got like some sure. meat behind it, yeah, like a three oh eight or something with a 168-grain right. bullet or even a 175, I mean, that's that's a thump. Well, I'm using one three hundred mags even heavier than that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I got. I mean, I got some two hundred twenty grain bullets that I've I've shot out of some, you know. And it's uh like that three hundred H mag that I got. I use typically. I'm not going to shoot anything less than one hundred eighty grain out of it. But with my three hundred eight that I I shoot on a regular basis, is always going to be a one hundred fifty grain. I shot some in one sixty eights before, but. And they're they're nice, but see, my uh, gun eats them one sixty eights up. It's a tack driver with one sixty eights. I'll be darned. I mean it. It's no, mine. I've got it. 
I've got mine cut in the same hole with 150, and, and it's I've slowed it down. It's 2,850 foot per second instead of being over 3,000. So, and, it, and it's, you know, like I say, it's kind of like a boxer. That fast bullet is kind of like Sugar Ray Leonard. You know, he's fast on his feet out there moving around, and that slow bullet that I got, that's a George Foreman. He's taking a step, and when he hits you, he's going to hit you hard. It just he ain't gonna be fast, but he's gonna hit you hard. You know that's the way them, them slower bullets typically are. They hit you harder. It's just they don't because they don't move as fast. I don't know how that how that all works out, but it all works out that way. Because a fast moving bullet, you know, it just goes right through. You know, just like a like years ago, you had them bows. Well, you know, and that depends on the bullet you're shooting. You you know, like if I'm shooting that real fast bullet out of that Weatherby, I'll shoot that hundred grain. Uh, Triple oh, wow, shot, yeah. expandable, yes. and it'll uh, stop on the other side, and you can dig it out, at, you know, on the inside of his hide, and you pull it out, and it's, man, it just peels yeah. back like a banana. It's big time. It's it amazing how they got that, how they got those Eats bullets. Up, where man. It does, doesn't it? I mean, it just, and that's that's why I look at all the bullet characteristics, too, because that's. How many deer like you think you'd get killed if they just shot with a regular practice broadhead, you know, without, you know. Without oh, my, a, yeah. Yeah, you know, without a rage or something or like that. Exactly. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's just, see, and that's, that's another thing. I always, like on my bows, I've always liked the fixed blade. I've, I've gone to so many different ones. Oh, like ones. a muzzy? Yeah, yeah I, I actually use those Magnus Stingers and Stinger Buzz right. Cuts is what I've always yeah, used. Yeah, I know guys that shoot those and they <laughs> shoot the muzzy broadhead. Right, and I mean, I just I love those. I love I'm those. A rage those man, fixed, boy, cars. I, <laughs> I, I mean, like I'm. Those those rage rage blades are some bad boys too. I mean, there ain't no doubt. But and I've shot, you know, I've shot those stilettos years ago. Mm. Every time you shoot one of stilettos, you're gonna break a blade though. Every time, yeah. but they cut a two and a half inch hole in them. I mean, they will cut a bill hole in them, and they gonna bleed out. So that's you, you know, that's one a, of the things. You can leave a bud a blood trail, Stevie Wonder, can follow. I guarantee you, you can with those. I mean, <laughs> them rascals knock a hole in them, but it's uh. It, you know, it was always one of those things that always broke a blade. And I was, while you're cleaning the deer, you're going, is it in him or is it, did it come out? So you always have to be careful so you don't cut yourself on that blade. But I'll tell you what, when I got into those magnets, it's just everything about them. And it was right. I always went to, you know, with a broadhead, I'm always shooting 100 grain. I very rarely shoot a 95. It's always going to be a 100 grain broadhead. And it's, uh, and then just shorten my bullets, my bullets, shorten my arrows up <laughs> a little bit. And then, uh, then uh, you know, just cut back on all your weight and add, uh, everything you can have on the bow. I mean, I, shit, I usually, the bow I've recently been shooting or recently have shot before I kind of retired on the bow hunting side was a, I got a Matthew 6-0 Reason. And that's, that's a quick little sucker. <laughs> that that actually is a is it six zero or six five? I think it's a six zero six zero reason is what it is, and that 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 little rascal's a bad boy. I mean it's it's just it's just tough. I've shot I've shot deer and up in Iowa with it. I've shot deer here with it. I've shot deer in Arkansas with it. I've shot deer all over the place with that dang little bow. And then you know when I first started, I thought I was a I was a bow fisherman too. So. I had one of those Oneida Golden Eagles. I had to fold back limbs on them, single yeah. string. And, man, I thought, man, this is you know, as slow as it could be. But it, it was it was slick as it could get. 
me. And I was, I was sitting up there in a tree one day and drew back on a deer. And when I released, one of those hit limbs hit a tree limb. And I thought, man, this boat blew up. But it hit that tree limb when it folded back up. And I go, that's it. I'm not going to do this no more. Because you can't get in tight spots with it. You need to open right. air again. So, you know, but they they were great. Little, I always liked that single string aspect, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it was one of those things. There's lots of maintenance because they blow eclipse like crazy. Yeah, that's that's one thing about those. You got to check those eclipse all the time because every time that that limb pops back up and hits, it creates a big slam. And that's that's the bow that a large you never shoot it one with looking right at you. You know that's that's one of the things I learned right off the bat. Everybody told me you never shoot it when you're bow hunting. Never shoot it one looking right at you. I said, well, if he's within 20 yards looking at me, I can get him. There's no doubt I can get him. And I had one, I was sitting up there, I'd say 15 foot off the ground, sitting up in a tree. I had one coming up the side of the hill about 15 yards out, and I'm looking right at him. And he's looking right at, I'm sitting right above a feeder. He's looking at the feeder, I'm sitting right above it. And he's, he's coming up the side of that hill, and he's just stopped, just standing there perfect, right squaring off, looking right at me. And I can see that little breast hair, how it, how it makes a V right there in the front. And I, I said, I got you. I'm going to drill you right in that V. And I drew back. I said, if I can draw back, he ain't seen me or nothing. Drew back, never even flinched, never even acted like he saw me. When I released, he looked up just slightly. And as that arrow was flying to him, he never picked up a foot. He leaned to one side and the arrow stuck in the ground next to him. And I go, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, most deer, man, yards. They, they hear it or feel it. They, they first thing they do is duck and then jump. Uh, I mean, that's seen shot right over the back of the back of a deer. I, I, oh my gosh, it's horrible. It is, it's man. Horrible. Hang on, let me knock this out. We'll come back and finish <laughs> okay. this before I go to Charlie. Uh, All right, buddy, hang on. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 433 here in the Bayou City. All right, Richard, we're back, man. All right, good deal. That's, that's uh, you know, that's like with them bows. Like I say, I need to go to crossbow now. That's one of the things. The main crossbows are some bad rascals. Thing I shot one a couple of years ago, and man, that, oh, that I thing got a, there. I got an Excalibur. That's just a tack driver. Boy, I bet it is. I bet it is. That, that rascal is. I mean, they're quick. That's what's so bad. You shoot, yeah. And they'll, you know, I mean, you can't hardly. You pretty much need those luminox on them just to find your bolt when you're done. Yeah, because they, I mean, they shoot ten-inch bolts, and uh, you better have one on there. It, I guarantee you, because they've got, they, they got plenty of money to keep buying bolts, and they're hard to get a lot of I, times too. You know, they're hard to find. Yeah, that's they are. They are. That's one of the things. And I, you know, I've done a whole lot of research on 
on different type broadheads for them, but I'm sure you could use those ranges on those rifles. I, that's what I use on mine. Yeah, I'll be darned. See, like I say, I just, I, I always, you know, I'm, I'm the old traditional guy because I always thought, man, a crossbow, that's cheap. <laughs> now I'm getting older. It's like, man, my shoulders can't take a Not whole really. lot more of that stuff. <laughs> I mean, good night. And it's, uh, but, well, you know, I mean, I've, I've got, what I've got, three recurves at the house and at least two compound bows at the house yeah. so the recurves recurves I always used on on uh, uh bow fishing that's what i've always used them for mm-hmm. so they all my all my recurves except i think except for one's got a got a reel with some line on it so that's one of the things about it so and you know now that bow fishing is just not as big as it used to be because i used to bow fish a bunch of tournaments and stuff years ago you know they'd have uh, different categories, bow fishing, shooting gar, buffalo, carp, whatever, you know, it's, that's, uh, those are the uh, three primary ones that you'd shoot at. And then you get on the tilapia lake, you get to shooting them tilapia because it's, that's the way Gibbons Creek used to be. Speaking of that, I, I saw a thing, I think it was the MLF deal the other day they did on Gibbons Creek after it closed down. That was, that was kind of really? crazy. Uh, yeah, they did a, they did a MLF, uh, team tournament type deal over there i think it you know is that or be is one of bass or one of the two and i said they're going man this is crazy you know because that's gibbons is the first lake i guided on that was that was my very first guiding lake was gibbons oh, i remember Creek. when that first opened it was absolutely stupid Oh, it was. I mean, you had to wait in line, and then you got turned back because it's just. I mean, they limited the number of people that went in. You had to get, basically get reservations in the beginning just to get in there. Yeah. And it was, and that was because uh, oh, was it, was it Bobby Murray? Probably Bobby or Billy. As Billy or one of the two, one of the two twins was was over there, and they. They did. They did something before it opened. They were catching. They did a show over there before it opened. And were, were catching some big fish over there, and then you know it just kind of fizzled out. You know, I think their biggest, their biggest uh, fish ended up being 16 pounds or something like that. Mm. And it's, uh, you know, it's touted to be another Lake Fork, but it just never did make it. I mean, it just, it's just one of those things that. Well, those the guys size of it, and it got all that pressure. It makes you know it's. Yes. Yeah. It makes a difference. That's one of that's one of the lakes that absolutely amazed me though, because especially when the the water would get up in the springtime, you could take a a big three quarter ounce double willow leaf spinnerbait, and throw it out there with no trailer on it or nothing, and you'd catch a few fish here and there. You throw it up in the flooded timber and stuff like that, and then uh, but once you you could take and stick a twelve inch worm on the back of it as a trailer. Why don't you put that big old worm on there? You catch the heck out of fish. I mean, yeah. it's like almost every cast. <laughs> I mean, they love that big giant trailer on the back of a, a spinnerbait like that. And that just that just blew me away. It's like, what in the world are these fish thinking? You know, and that's that's They're back hungry. when they were just. <laughs> I know. I really were. I was no doubt. The only other place I've seen fish attack a big a big worm like that is is like Pinkston. Pinkston, you could throw, a, I think you could throw a 15-inch worm out there and catch a fish that wouldn't even be a keeper. I mean, those fish just like those big, giant worms for some reason over there. Snake eaters. <laughs> I, they are. They are. I guarantee you, you 
watch, better watch out for them little snakes because they ain't going to make it if they start going across the water. I mean, it's, it's like people in the spring, you know, have all these ducks around Stolway. And everybody say, oh, look at the cute little ducks. Yeah, there'll be 10 of them today. There'll be two tomorrow. Them fish will be eating the heck out of them ducks. That's crazy how they eat them ducks. And it's, it's uh, yeah, it's like, that's like Thursday we were out. That's one of the very first things, you know, not being off the water as long as I have. You know, you get you guys, everybody, when we're on the way out, they want to kind of talk. And I'm talking to you. I'm, I'm never going to be quiet no matter what. But uh, I'm talking on the way out, and they're, you know, kind of discussing what we're fixing to go do. And, and we're leaving the bridge at Stallway. And just before we get to the bridge, I look up, and there's about a flight of about 20 teal. And I say, hey, look at that. And you see them teal flying across there right at sunrise. We run over to our next spot, get over there as we're running across their flights of mallards running, a, flying across in front of us, stuff like that. We get to fishing over there, and there's a bald eagle sets up in a tree right there next to us. It's like, good night. Then next thing you know, he, they're saying, well, the, are there any wood ducks around here? And then all of a sudden you hear them, them squealers start squealing. It's like, yeah, there's some right there. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, that, it just uh, this wildlife early in the morning, I love it. I mean, I absolutely love it. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, my ex-wife years ago we were out on the water and it was right at daylight and I, just, I told these guys the same story while we were sitting there and that eagle sitting up in that tree and them squealers are over there squealing as they're flying by my, my ex-wife sitting in the back of the boat on lake conroe about the same time of the morning and i said she she asked me she said i don't understand what you enjoy about this and i look <laughs> around and i say what is there not to enjoy about yeah. this i mean you got all these, all these animals out here doing their thing right at daylight. The world is waking up. I mean, it's, it's you can't help but enjoy this stuff. That's what and I used to uh, love about waiting in fall. You know, like in November and December, and you're waiting a quiet shoreline, nobody around. Yes. Some fish and pintails buzzing you, and just you know. Oh my yeah. Soaking it all in, brother. I, I love it. I mean, I absolutely love it. I mean, when you see the world waking up in the mornings, it's amazing. I mean, it's just, you can't beat it. I mean, there's no doubt. It's just, I love it. Just, and there, there's no, no in between. The you, older I get, the you're... more I like sunsets. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, Ain't no doubt about that. Well, Sitting on the porch like, with a dog and uh, there you go. having a beverage yeah. and watching the sun go down. Pretty that's, sweet. That's right. There ain't no doubt about Waiting that. Waiting on that's, the Astros to start. There you go. There you go. Oh, that's boy. the way to do that. That's the way to do that. I, at least the Texans are trying to kick it into gear. They're trying to do something good. Now, yeah, so. They won one. Hey, well, let's yep. don't get too antsy yet. Let's just uh, no, don't no, jinx but them the thing yet. Is, no, can't do that. Can't do that. They, they've been jinxed for long enough. <laughs> That's There ain't no doubt. They, hopefully they'll get on a little roll. You know, I know they're, they're what were they predicting? Like they're only going to win like six games this year or something like that. So oh, analysts no. were or whatever. So hopefully that changes, but you know, you got a you got a new crew there. You got to get them all broke in and everybody on the same page. So if they start coming together like they did last week, then they'll they'll be all right. You know, maybe they'll pick up a few more than those six six games that they were predicting they're going to win. So we'll we'll see. You know, that's that's the thing. You know, it's it's uh, I just I'm ready to see what this baseball season turns out like because I mean the Astros have been on 
they they get you so built up and then all of a sudden they let you down and you get built up again it's like oh my goodness get well, off of this year we've country. had we fought through a lot of injuries and pitching's been yes Altuve's Altuve's injury there at the very first part of the year just that, well, him that and was, Alvarez both that hurt yeah uh, boy they came uh, back strong they're you know it's they just, did didn't they Brantley was out I mean there's a lot of but hey, yeah, we're lucky to be where we're at, and I mean we've I'd been on a heck of a six or seven year run here now. It's um, oh, there ain't no I'm doubt. I'm not going to complain because I've been a fan since Colt '45 till now. So I'll, I'll be darned. I'll, I'll be darned. I'll take all this I can get. I hear you. I say that's that's like everybody rags me about my team. I've been I have been a Rams fan since the '70s. <laughs> so I mean, you're that's a Rams fan? It, I don't see. Yes, that sir. I know, isn't that amazing? I mean, that, since the seventies, though, that Rams have always been the team that I've always loved to watch. You know, I mean, it's just it was one of those one of those back in the seventies. They were they were a, a team to reckon with. You know, I mean, it was they had some pretty mean people. <laughs> I mean, and I'm 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 like I'm I'm into the real hardcore Bill Romanowski type players. You know, you had had. Uh, what was it, Hacksaw Reynolds? You had uh, you had all his guys back then. He got his name because he got mad and saw a car in the half with a hacksaw. That's how he got his name. So, I mean, his, he he had some he had some dirty players out there. I mean, it was and like Bill Romanowski. <laughs> he's he's one, my, one lineman, Conrad Dobler. I think he played yeah, for the Cardinals uh, or somebody. He'd bite your finger off if he got a chance. I, I guarantee you. Well, I mean, that's like Jim uh, – was it Jim Jones that would put a plaster cast on his forearm and hit you in the chin? I mean, he, he had that perfected where he'd knock you with his elbow right in the had chin. some bad hombres over the years, Dick Buckus, man. I mean, Dick Buckus was one of them. I mean, good night. I mean, that – that's the thing you start thinking about some of those older guys because nowadays you can't get away with what they got away with back then. I mean they they would knock the fire out of you and keep on playing, and then you got you know people that playing with broke arms and stuff like that. It's like good night. I mean you you couldn't you couldn't take them off the field. That's that's what gets me. You couldn't make them leave, and it's with a broken arm. It's like you got to be kidding me, you know. But they just kept on trucking. You know, and that's 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 the thing. It's just, that's to me. That's that's people that really either love the game or just or just so hard headed. They just said, "I ain't gonna quit. This just ain't gonna happen." And that's like me. You know, I get out there and get hard headed on the fish too. I ain't gonna back off on them. You know, that's one of the things I I enjoy. If you enjoy it, you're gonna keep doing it as hard as you can until you, the day you say, "I've just had enough of it." And I guarantee you, I've not had enough of the hunting or fish aspect of of any of mine yet. It's like right now I'm thinking, man, I wish I wish to get out there and get me a call set up. Maybe I'll get some coyotes coming in this morning. But I hadn't heard any yet. So that's what's killing me. I hadn't heard any coyotes going, going off. In a little while. Usually about hour before yep. daylight you'll start hearing them going off. Yeah, I know, and they just ain't doing it yet. I mean, it's just absolutely quiet out, out yeah. here right now. Well, it's probably because you're thing. talking. They can hear you if you're outside. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am outside. That's, that's the thing. They probably can't hear me. There ain't no doubt because it's going to echo out here. All right, Richard. Yeah. Well, I'm going to run, buddy. If somebody wants to call you about coming up to Conroe and hooking up, you know, whether you're fishing for hybrids, catfish, crappie, bass, whatever, how do they get a hold of you, brother? 
All right, make anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com. All right, buddy. Well, Richard, take care. Don't overdo it. Yes, sir. Don't overdo it. All right, see you, man. Y'all have fun. Later. All right. That's a fish dude up on Lake Conroe talking from Milano, Texas this morning. All right, let's uh, run down to Matagorda now. Let's check in with Captain Charlie Paradoski. Charlie P., what's up? Nothing new. Same old stuff, Mick. How are you? Oh, I couldn't be better. It's all good. I guess it's all good. Yeah, Astros won. That's that's a plus. Yeah, well, they won two to one. Two to one, yeah. Two to one. Well, it's a win. Winning ugly. So we need, need one more, huh? At least. At least. I think I think we're in now. It just uh, uh we'll just see. Boy, could everybody's one game apart. We're one behind the Rangers and Seattle's one behind us, so somebody better not yeah. stomp their toe. Well, Three fairly good teams, too, so yeah, it can go I mean, either way. It could all unfold, and we could all end up tied for first place. And, and the Rangers will, I mean, the Mariners have to sit at home. Weird deal. Huh. Yeah, well, Which won't it is what it any. is. I, I just never cared for Scott's service, and he's, I don't like him. <laughs> I just never <laughs> have cared for him. Yeah, you didn't like Dubois either when the season Dubon, started. You well, like from him? last year, I mean, he couldn't even he couldn't hit nothing. But he got <laughs> all that playing time, and man, he he broke out. I guess you know, you give a guy enough time, he's going to bring it together. And boy, he's something. I mean, he's got us where we're at. I mean, he's he's contributed a lot to our team this year. He sure has done a good job. Yes. How good big was job. that home run the other night? That was huge. That's the biggest hit of his career. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Well, nothing new around here, Mickey. It's just the uh, same old grind. Yeah. You know, you're either on them or you're off of them. You know, these tides are up, but they're not they're not boiled up like they normally are this time of year. Well, we this east wind ought to do it. We've been pulling the yesterday and today and tomorrow throughout the rest of the weekend. That ought to that ought to push a lot of water in. Yeah, it should. And we did we did get a good shower yesterday about ten o'clock in the morning. I saw that and it looked like all those showers in the Gulf were gonna go below y'all from that circulation and uh I saw that one that come in here I get yeah, about ten o'clock. Yeah, it was a pretty good one. But we need a bunch of them like that, I think. Ready for a change. Well, you know, it's uh, mostly it's, red fishing. It's mostly red fishing that's going on right now. But, yeah, that's uh, what I'm seeing. Everybody's just nuking reds right now. I mean, yeah. pouring the coals to them. It, uh, you know, some of the croaker fishermen are still catching the trout, but... Uh, we get that water water temperature into the 70s, and 
I think a bunch of them are going to bite the dust. We had a we had a big group yesterday. I think it was like thirty nine boats in a corporate thing. Yeah, there was one of them over here yesterday too. Yeah, these fish so, never get a rest, buddy. It's constant pressure on them. Oh, uh, I'm telling you. And um, you know, some areas have a lot of shrimp in it, and and, and man, there's a lot of a lot of dead water. Where yes. you don't see no no shrimp, no bait. I have a hard time finding mullet piled up anywhere. Uh, need a weather change, I guess, Mickey. That would help. It'll start. You know, fall kicks in. It'll uh, it'll tighten them up. They'll school better. Yep. The way time's flying by, it'll be uh, <clears throat> it'll be January before you know it. Oh, yeah. cow, this year has flown by. It really has. I mean, I don't know. You look up and go, man, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and the older you get, the, the faster the days go it by. It does. Too. Yeah, your days, your nights, just everything. Yeah. Running out of time. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. They're dropping like flies out there. Yep. I mean, every day I hear about somebody, you know, that that's our age that just checked out. See you. It's about checkout time, so it's going to happen. <laughs> Enjoy it while you can, man. You never know when your number's going to be pulled. That's, uh, that's what we got to do. Keep doing a little fishing and get your mind off of it. True. Don't sit around. Watch a little wait baseball. Watch a little it. football. Do whatever. Yeah. Let her go. What's going on y'all's way? Y'all killing them over there? Well, All the fish? Well, it depends on what your uh, level of good fishing is. It, uh, yeah. There's some fish being caught. I mean, it ain't. It's not anything to write home about in my books. You know, I'm, I'm just uh, my uh, I don't, my trout meter is a little <laughs> a little, little slim. Most. Yeah, it's a little slim. <laughs> what I'd call good fishing. But I yeah. mean, you can go out and catch you some old fish, and it just. It is what it is. I'm just waiting on the waiting on the next big big run, buddy. Hope I got one more left in me. I know what you mean. I think you do. I think we'll uh we still got a few fish to catch and uh it's just been a funny weather year. It's just been a different year. Yeah. It has. Just gotta flow with it and let it pass because it's going to go by quick enough. Did you get a survey, a saltwater survey from TPNW? It may be at the house back in Sugarland. Uh, email. It, you know, I got one email. I went ahead and filled it out as soon as I got it. It takes about 10 minutes. No, I didn't get no email. Huh. I get enough junk email all the time. Well, yeah. But I had to uh, see that. 
it'll come. Bink, Bink said he got his. Well, he got his same day I did, day before yesterday. Well, you know what? I'll just have to. I'll have to look at my phone when I get up in a few minutes and, and see. Maybe it's there. Yeah, maybe it Might is. Overlook. But uh, Texas A and M is uh, conducting that survey for TPNW. So, yeah. but it's just basic questions on you know your overview of the fishery and what uh, what you would consider good conservation efforts. You know, as far as numbers of fish, size of fish, that kind of deal. Yeah. How many days a year you fish, that kind of, those kind of questions, kind of getting a feel on what's happening. Right. Well, But they're uh, making an effort. You know, they're trying to uh, take as much uh, input from the, you know, the recreational guys as they can, which is good. I'm, I'm for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's better than those little survey people at the cleaning station. You can't go by what they do or see. Well. They're not uh they're not there very often. They're not there on the right days, I don't think, but whatever. We need some kind of change. Hopefully well, it's come coming up next week. We actually have a uh, a real frontal system coming next week. Perfect well, weather. Lows in the 60s, highs in the low 80s. That's perfect. It'll be welcome. I think it'll perk some fishing up. I know people are starting to catch a few off the piers at night in the river now, too. That's a good. That's a good indicator. I just don't. I don't get it on the, the 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 fifteen sixteen inch fish that we were turning loose all last year, you know. And at at this time too, I'm not seeing them yet. That's what Tommy was saying. He said once they uh, drop it from seventeen to fifteen, he's not catching all those fifteens and sixteens like he was. <laughs> uh -uh. Well, and we had a ton of sand, and we had a ton of sand trout last year at this time, and. And they were pretty fair size, and I don't see them either. No, I'm not hearing much on size on sand trout or anything. Still pretty small. And don't know why we don't get those gulf trout like we used to. I hadn't seen that in you know, five or six years. And they're probably offshore, sitting right out in front of y'all. Maybe you get yeah. a push of them. Well, I'll take stoppers. them. Take them, man. Those are box fillers. I like them. Good eating, too. Make them happy. Yes, sir. All right, Charlie. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you about coming down and fishing with you, give them, give them a number, man. Call me on my cell phone, 713-725-2401. All right, Charlie P. Good talking to you. Have a good weekend. Go Strohs, man. Take care, Mickey. All right, later. All right, it's... Top of the hour coming up. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 